It's interesting. I'm going to read all of Psalm 25 in a second. Um, but much of what was being sung and said and some of the scriptures that were shared all about trust. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Trusting in God um, in all the good things and sometimes in bad situations as well. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to Psalm 25. It's a Psalm of David. David knew all about fear and enemies, uh, things being against him, but he always came back to God. And we've got these Psalms recorded for us of his pleas and his crying out and his utter reliance on God. So Psalm 25. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. Do not let me be put to shame nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame, but they will be put to shame who are treacherous without excuse. Show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Saviour, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from old. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you are good, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who keep the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your name, O Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Who then is the man that fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way chosen for him. He will spend his days in prosperity and his descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart have multiplied. Free me from my anguish. Look upon my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how my enemies have increased and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope is in you. Redeem Israel, O God, from all their troubles. Verse 1, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. And that's much of the theme what I want to speak about this morning. I was praying about the church and and faith and what to bring today at a communion service. And it was that word that trust and really trust in God. I was looking at something on TV a few weeks ago and the speaker said, what if you trusted God so much you didn't need the answers? And it made me think about my prayer life and I want to know everything that's going to happen. In fact, sometimes I want to tell God what I think should happen. But he is God and I'm not. What if my prayer life was I can, I can uh, handle everything that's thrown at me because I know that you're with me and I trust you even in those bad circumstances. But I wonder if a lot of our spirituality and emotional health could be wrapped up if we could really say if we could really say those first couple of verses and really, really mean them and say, whatever's going on in my life, O God, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. And it's easy to do that when things are brilliant 
But it's really difficult when there's things that are happening that you don't understand or you can't fix. I wonder if we could say that verse together and, uh, and say it loudly. I mean, I think it pleases God when we read Scripture, but to read it corporately would be good. So let's say this together and declare it. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. I mean, what a great truth if we could really, really believe it. And a big thing for me, uh, throughout my life, I, my, my parents brought me up to uh, be trustworthy, um, and I wasn't always, uh, but to really expect trust back as well. And a big thing for me is, is trust. I'd like to think that I'm relatively trustworthy, and I expect that of others. And, and, and you'll know in your life, once trust is betrayed, it's hard to recover. It's possible, but it's hard to trust again. And as I've grown in this world and in my own Christian walk, I've realised my own frailty in that. As I've grown with God, he continually, lovingly challenges me personally. He shows me my own heart. I ask along with David in one of his other Psalms, in Psalm 139, see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so often I can be quick to judge, but actually a lot of the time God is teaching me about my heart. I have good friends, I'm grateful to them, uh, they're reliable, but probably, and I'm not going to list them, I haven't got a terrible life before I say all this, but probably they've all upset me at some point or another, and I bet I've upset them as well. There have been situations that I've been in, and I'm sure there's situations that you've been in, or even possibly going through here this morning, or in your working week, or in family life, or, or even in church life, whatever it is, and sometimes they seem unfair. Sometimes they've been of my own doing, and I think they're unfair. I know in the past I've not been perfect, and even now I'll let people down. I know that I've let God down, yet because of his great love, he doesn't ever give up on me, and he'll never, ever give up on you as well. Instead, he helps us grow with the infilling of the Holy Spirit in our lives to become more like him. But because of my past, maybe people in the past have given up on me, maybe a hurt, a betrayal, maybe people have let me down spoke behind my back, not been truthful, manipulated situations for your own benefit. It's hard to trust once those things happen. But the Jesus way is to keep forgiving. And we must do that because he forgives us and he loves us. He lavishes grace on us and mercy on us. The Father's forgiven me, I must forgive others to live that Jesus way. And as we go through life, uh, we trust various people. We trust parents, we trust teachers, uh, we trust the police. Sometimes we trust politicians, uh, although at the moment that can be seen difficult. But none of them are infallible. I'm not infallible, nor you. There's only one perfect, and that's Jesus. And so the fact is, the reality is, and it's a little bit sad, but there is good news coming, I promise you. But the reality that hits home, and sometimes makes me question, and maybe makes you question, who really can be trusted Who can be trusted 100%? Who can I really rely on when the world seems to be turning against me or situations are not what I think they should be? Who can I really rely on? Once I realise I'm not in a perfect world yet, that one day it will be made perfect again, then I can realise I can only trust one person, that's God. David had enemies, and we see that in this passage. 72 of the Psalms speak of enemies, And who's our enemy? I suppose our enemy is Satan. The devil is always trying to turn us away from God, bringing situations into our lives that we think we can't cope with, but with God's strength, who we we trust, we can. He's brought temptation. He's brought confusion. And how does David answer all of that? He has faith. There's relationships. There's hurts. There's also good stuff. 
Uh, sometimes the world doesn't seem fair. Maybe it's out of control. And maybe sometimes you feel like saying, and maybe you're thinking that this morning, stop the ride, I want to get off. I've had enough. I've had enough. And of course we know that suicide rates are up. The biggest killer of, of young men, men under 45 in this country, is suicide. We know that our youngsters uh, are seeking identity and they're under pressure. And it's, it's on the news every day. We see that people are looking to belong, so they join gangs and stab people. And sometimes you think, well, stop the ride, I want to get off. But then you hear that voice of God, in this case his word this morning, that says, well, you need to trust me. You can't trust the world. The world is fallen. You're in it to make it better. You're in it to be salt and light. You can't trust it. And we know we can't trust it. We can trust in God. We can trust that he's going to make all things new. We can trust that one day there'll be no tears, pain or suffering. We can trust that if we're in ill health now, our bodies one day will be made new. Everything will be made new. But in the meantime, it's hard sometimes and we have to trust God. Now, I grew up in Wainham, not Jonathan Wass, Wainham. And um, we used to have a fun fair back in the days of no health and safety. And these people used to turn up, um, you know, once a year, a bit like Sun Corner, uh, once a year. And they had all these sorts of rides. And uh, I remember you used to be able to get jobs there. Um, some of my, you know, this is how the health and safety conscious they were. They just got school kids to take the money on, like the waltzer and stuff like How no one ever got killed, um, I don't know. But um, I like to think of myself as a brave lad, and I wasn't really. I was putting on a bit of a face. And um, I said to my dad, I was only young, I said, I want to go on the big wheel. I didn't really want to go on the big wheel, but all my mates had been on the big wheel. And they'd said to me at school, oh, you know, you've not been on it, you're a bit of a coward. So I said to my dad, can you take me on the big wheel? And once on, I can tell you, it started moving backwards, if that makes sense. I got on it and it went this way. And uh, as soon as we went up one notch, I started panicking, because I don't like heights, which is a funny thing to do, go on a big wheel, isn't it? And I started panicking a little bit, and I wanted to get off. I didn't trust it. And of course, once it started really going, they wouldn't let me off. My dad has since told me he was really scared because I was only little, but I was so terrified. I was so terrified that he had to hold on to me because I was trying to get off the wheel, no matter where it was. I mean, I wasn't that intelligent. You know, don't get off at the top of the big wheel. And I struggled and I struggled and I want to fight it. And my dad, and I do remember, he had to hold on to me, literally holding on, screaming and kicking to get off this ride. And he had to hold on to me with all his strength. And, you know, the circumstances didn't change. Um, I remember him going up to the guy after saying, why didn't you stop? You could see I was struggling. But I stayed on the ride, and I survived. (laughs) And and my dad, he had me. He had me in his arms, and he held me. And in my ignorance, I thought the best thing to do was get off the ride. But it wasn't. And it was actually to stay on it and to persevere. And he had me. And my father was there to protect me. I thought he was stopping me doing stuff. But he actually had me, and he had me, and he kept me safe, and he got me through. And sometimes in my Christian walk, probably the same as you, I'm I'm on that kind of spiritual high. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. And then the low comes, and you have those spiritual lows, and things are not going quite to plan. And it's tempting then to say, stop the ride. I want to get off. But your Father in heaven, he's got you. He holds you. And he's using his strength, whatever your situation is this morning, to keep you. He's not going to let you falter. The situation might not even change, but he will see you through it. And he will see you through it safely. And in those times, you have to say and echo this psalm of David. 
It shows you where you put your trust, where you put your faith, when those things are not quite to plan, when you feel like getting off the ride, when you think it's too much or you can't make sense of the world. And that's where you're stripped bare and you acknowledge your reliance in the one who says you are his and he is yours. And this prayer, this psalm, is a prayer that covers many things. And I'd encourage you through the week just to pray it through. Really use it in your devotional time. I've been looking at it for a few weeks now. If we can have the second slide up, please, Dave. When that fallen world that we live in, and as I say, one day it will be okay. But why we get disappointed, why we have these struggles, why we have these tests, why we have these things we don't understand, why we have such passion to do good and to see good, yet bad happens. Then we need to be able to say, verse 1, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. And effectively, verse 2, in spite of everything, in you I trust, O my God. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. Let's say that together again, can we? To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. To you I lift up my soul. Uh, I, I don't know if I've shared this before, but when I was many years ago, when I was, I was broken, I remember there was a situation going on, and um, Andrew will share with you. Around about midday on the Sunday, I'd start feeling sick about going into work the next day, and that would happen. Uh, that was happening for a number of months, and it was just around the time that I was becoming a Christian. I'd I just started Alpha, uh, did the first few weeks, and I couldn't get rid of it, and it was awful. Uh, but at that stage where I was on Alpha and I was just trying to find my own spiritual journey, God met with me and I realised I could go in. I didn't need that Sunday sickness. I could go in and face whatever life threw at me because I wasn't alone. And for me, that was the beginning of the reality of the Spirit of God within us. You can't manufacture him. You can't stir him up. He, the, the wind blows where it wants. But he was in me and I recognise that now. And then I felt I could face Uh, anything. But I had to say effectively to God, to you, I lift up my soul, I cast all my burden and anxiety on you. And he says, well, I promise I'll give you rest, rest for your soul. I have to lift up my soul to him. You know, ministry is a privilege. We say this in the the office all the time. It's a real privilege to serve. And I enjoy it. But it's not always easy. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it seems overwhelming. But if I trust in myself, I'm going to falter. But if I can say to God, to you, I lift up my soul. I might not understand everything that's going on, but if I put my trust in him, he gets me through every day. I was uh, preached at South Green a few weeks ago, and I said, not that I want to bring them down and get them all depressed, but I said, think of your worst day ever. And, uh, and then I said, you got through it. God got you through it. You're here. And he will get you through tomorrow, and he'll get you through next week. And he'll see you right to, to the, the gates of eternity when you'll be with your Lord forever. And in the meantime, the world sometimes is a bit of a mess, but he will get you through. The Lord is your shepherd, today and tomorrow and forever. And whatever the difficult backgrounds are, David in verse 2 shows us that he has enemies. He says he's got enemies, doesn't he? Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies triumph over me. There's not, there's not, this is not the prayer of, oh, please, God, please let me live in a perfect world and have no hardship. You know, around, around the third of the Psalms are lament. We don't have many worship songs for that. It's all praise and glory, which I love. But where's the where are you God? Where is the woe is me? Where is why are you silent? And we haven't got much to express it, but you read the Psalms, it's in there. David cries out loads of times to God in that way. And he shows in verse 2 that he has enemies. But he's also saying, I choose to trust God. 
And it's born out of relationship. I've already mentioned the Lord's my shepherd. That was another Psalm 23 written by David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He will lead me. He will guide me. He will anoint me. And one day I'll be with him forever. It's in these circumstances that David seeks God's face. Verses 4 and 5. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth. And teach me. And what about this for a proclamation? For you are God my saviour. And my hope is in you all day long. Isn't that amazing? I think it's a cry of faith. For you are God my saviour. And my hope is in you all day long. That's our identity, isn't it? I I have God my saviour. Light of the world, step down in the darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. Here I am to worship. Here I am to say, you're my God. You are my God, my saviour. My hope is in you all day long. I can't trust the world. Sometimes it goes wrong. I can't trust relationships. Sometimes they go wrong. I can't trust my health. It will falter at some point. But I can trust God to bring everything to a culmination and and I will be with him forever. And he promises to be with me in everything that goes on right now. That's my identity. For you are God my saviour and my hope is in you all day long. It's a prayer of celebration of God's mercy and loving kindness in verse 6. A prayer made in the consciousness of past sin. Verse 7. Remember not the sins of my youth. I had loads of those. And my rebellious ways. A prayer confirming the goodness of the Lord, verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore instructs sinners in his ways. A prayer awaiting the teaching. It's a prayer of trusting God's covenant faithfulness, verse 10. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who keep the demands of his covenant. So two things I want to say. Um, and I felt God laid on my heart. And it's a word that's come up and over and again in that prayer time that Katie led. Uh, it came up uh, in various scriptures. Uh, if we can have the next slide, please, Dave. It's, it's trusting in God. Affirming our trust in God. This morning saying, all of you and me as well, I'm going to affirm my trust in God. We recognise that in life there are challenges, there are questions, there are uncertainties. Because it's a fallen world, it's not perfect, but we choose to say, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. As we enter this prayer of David, we first affirm our trust in God, that verse 1. In 1 Timothy 4, Paul writes his pastoral epistle, and he says, to lift up holy hands in prayer. Psalm 134, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Psalm 63, thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Lamentations 3, let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven. To the Israelites, the lifting of their hands in prayer was a gesture of dependence on God for the answer to that prayer. It's that that imagery of surrender. I'm open. I'm open to God. I'm trusting in you. It was a physical demonstration of being open to receive love, grace and mercy. All the things that God offers, a desire to receive from him. Sometimes we do this in worship, don't we, or prayer. You say, you speak to me, or, or, you know, I'm worshipping. Here I am to worship. It's a sign, a physical sign. So a desire to receive, to follow him, to release, in a way, myself, my selfishness, and turn my attention towards God. Verse 1, lifting up my soul and affirming my trust in him. As we... 
get to communions, we come to God, we remember what Jesus did. It's a way of saying we're letting go of ourselves. It's a way of saying it's not all about me. And it's thinking about God and his plans and purposes for the world. It's looking at the sacrifice of Christ, which Jesus tells us to remember, and answering, well, I give myself back to you. You gave everything for me. I give myself to you. And whatever the world throws at me, I will trust in you. It means I'll lift my hands and say to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. If Christ died for me, what, what, what is there more I could do for him? As Katie mentioned, the carol. Um, can't quite remember the words. What can I give him? I give him my heart. That's all we can do is give ourselves back to God. But he leads us on an exciting life. He doesn't promise an easy one, but he's with us. He never leaves you or forsakes you. He's with you to the very end of the age, the word says. Can we have that final slide, please, Dave? We've, we've got our trust in God. We can only trust him if we believe him as truth, if we take him at his word. And our truth is found in God. And we need to seek his guidance, don't we? Uh, uh, Verses uh, 4 and 5. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth. And teach me, for you are God my saviour. You know, David announces who he is. He is God my saviour. So I want to know his ways, not what everyone else thinks. I want to know his paths, not in a way that everyone else thinks I should go. And I need to seek his face. And he promises to speak to us. I have to have open hands and open heart. I have to say to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. And when I seek his guidance, I need to hear his instruction. That means listening and then following and then doing. Following his ways, walking in his paths, being led in his truth and being taught by him. One of the things David mentions is the truth of our past. Verse 7, remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. Uh, Verse 11, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. David is aware that he was a sinner. He's someone who did things wrong. You know, he's called a man after God's own heart. But look at at some of the things he did. And the world is in rebellion against God. I look at my past personally. You can look at your past personally. You don't have to confess anything, but you can think about it. You know, the anger, the drinking, the arguments, the relishment. The relishing of an argument, the arrogance, all of it rebellion against God. And it's interesting, in those times where I wouldn't have called myself a Christian, when there were bad times, I found myself praying to someone I didn't believe in. And then as an encounter with Jesus, for me that was through Alpha and the witness of the Holy Spirit. Then there's a beginning of the change. Then you, you understand, because you're a great sinner, it's brilliant because Christ is a great saviour. And there's forgiveness. And there's relationship. So you've got the truth of your past. What communion reminds us of is the truth of your presence. Verse 6, remember your great mercy and love. We've got our past, but he's shown us his mercy and love in spite of that. Turn to me, verse 16, and be gracious to me. Verse 17, free me from my anguish. Verse 18, take away my sin. Verse 20, guard my life. And verse 21, my hope is in you. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul, in you I trust, O my God. And there, when we understand that, when I understood it, there's the freedom, there's the release, there's the faith, and there's the certainty in a very, very uncertain and unfaithful world. And it's all made possible because of Jesus. It's all because of him. 
And that's why we're going to remember him at communion. Someone who is fully human yet fully God. A divine mystery, perfect in harmony. He had eternity in his hands. He has eternity in yours. And the ultimate expression of God's covenant mercy, which this psalm talks about, is seen in the cross of Jesus in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And he did that for you. He did that for you. And if he did that for you, then you can trust him. And you can trust him in his word. And you can say to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. The situation may change, the situation may not. But you can trust him. And he will see you through. And the only response we have is to bow down and worship and say with David, this is my God. This is my God. And I will bow down and worship him. So situations may let you down. Uh, people may let you down, circumstances may let you down, the world may let you down, or it might be going really well. But for the Christian, we say with David, to you, O Lord, whatever's happening, I lift up my soul, I'm open to you, and in you I trust, O my God. So for me and for you, as we go out into the world, we're people of faith, and we can only be people of faith if we really trust, if we believe the truth, We have faith. And if you have those things, you'll go out and flourish. Whatever the world throws at you. You see strong Christians, sometimes in in pain, sometimes in anguish, sometimes in imprisonment, and they have a joy. They're not happy, but they have a joy. And they're not happy about their situation. The Bible says give thanks in all circumstances. You don't have to thank God for the circumstances. If I break my leg, I don't say thank you for I broke my leg. I, I bless him even though I broke my leg. Katie talked about being thankful. We've got so much to be thankful for. But the situations in life sometimes are very difficult. And we don't really know the forward direction. We don't really know what the next step is. We're not really sure of how to handle it. And sometimes we're stripped bare. And then we have to say, well, I don't know. But to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. And you I trust, O my God. I'm going to pray for us. And then I think the band are going to lead us in another song. And we'll serve communion. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for those Psalms of David, their brutal honesty that reflects his anguish sometimes, his crying out to you. And I pray for all of us this morning that we would know that you are Lord our God, that we'd lift up our soul to you and we'd say we trust you in spite of circumstances, when we don't know all the answers, when we don't know the future, when we're not sure how, what even tomorrow's going to bring, we can say that you are with me And I choose to trust you. And I pray, Lord, that as we do that, we'd feel the heaviness, the saturation of your Holy Spirit. That even though we don't have those answers, we will just know your presence and that you will see us through. Help us to trust you, Lord, that sometimes we don't need those answers. We trust you so much. We just go day by day with you, the Lord, our shepherd, leading us day by day. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.